Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of Entertainment Expansion. We are your host, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how you doing? Just swell, Tyler. How about yourself? I'm doing pretty good myself. You know, we're we're back in the flow of regular releases of new movies, you know, and, uh, you know, Marvel's got to catch up. And Marvel has released their second Phase 4 movie, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We've both got a chance to watch it. And it's a damn good film. Yeah, it definitely uh, is. So, yeah, we're obviously going, it's going to be open spoilers uh, about the movie, where it might go sequel-wise, because it's a Marvel movie. Of course, it might be sequels. Oh, of uh, course. But, you know, it's honestly... Actually, this is the first or like straight-up origin movie since Doctor Strange? 2016, mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. I think so, yeah. Yeah. 2015 I mean, was Ant-Man. I didn't see Eternals, so... Well, yeah, well, I mean, from when this came out, yeah, Black Widow's not, a, obviously not an origin story. No. I guess it depends. Do you count Homecoming? Spider-Man Homecoming as an origin story? I wouldn't. No, because you already had the suit. Exactly. All right, so yeah, so so this is the first origin movie uh, in five years. Yeah. But yeah, well, kick it off to you, Mike. What do you like about the movie? Well, just to start with... I think this movie's got one of the best action scene, well, just nonstop action choreography mm-hmm. and action set pieces in the majority of the MCU. I'm a big fan of watching hand-to-hand combat when it's done right, and this movie did it very well. The action set pieces were awesome. I mean, you know, when they're fighting on the scaffolding, that was great. Yeah. You know and I mean? and none of that, uh, oh, it's hand-to-hand, so let's do shaky cam 20 cuts, like, nope, you know, nope. like taken. And it's like, no, follow the flow, and we get a good... It, it, if you follow the flow of hand-to-hand combat, it's a lot better, and Chang-Chi, I felt, did that. Correct. And gotta be honest, didn't have good hand-to-hand combat since, shit, Captain America Winter Soldier? Well, that was going to be my next question. As the residential... Winter Soldier, um, I guess, super fan. Um, how do you put the hand-to-hand comment compared to Winter Soldier? I'm not going to ask you to say if it's above it, but would you say it's close to, if not par with Winter Soldier? I'd say it's I'd say it's on par. I mean, I feel like there's a lot more of it in this movie. Mm-hmm. Especially in the first half. Winter yeah. Soldier. yeah, because it was mostly just all hand-to-hand combat and it was good. I really enjoyed it for that aspect of it. So yeah, I'd say it's on par with the hand-to-hand combat. I'd say the action set pieces are better though. Like where there this action is taking place. I did not expect the bus scene because we saw it so much with the trailer. Uh, I didn't yep. expect that the bus scene to be that long and that good of a fight scene. Correct. Which I so there was a lot of good fight scenes in this movie. A lot. There was, and uh, you know, w- one thing about China is a lot of the, the higher-end cities have a lot of nice neon lights, futuristic lights. So obviously when they're in Macau and doing the scaffolding fight, I did like the neon lights as the backdrop. It kind of made it, it, it kind of gave that like futuristic, like Blade Runner kind of feel, even though it's not, it's just Macau, but yeah, it definitely or, is know, a nice John setting. Yeah, but that's the thing too, like that kind of setting, you, you don't see that in a Marvel movie, like a dark no, setting, neon lights. That, that That's like a sci-fi, cyber punk kind of setting it's like no it's a superhero movie no well which i appreciate uh i think another thing it did well 
is a coherent well, story. Well, I was actually going to say uh, <laughs> fixing the mistakes of Iron Man three, but <laughs> yeah, um, I do like how they just kind of you know the ten rings. That was just a PR mistake from the villain side, yep. but okay, I, I can roll with it. You know, the guy, the guys lived for thousands of years. He gets a little bored. We all we've all had a marketing deal gone wrong, but I thought besides fixing the Iron Man three mistakes. I thought it had a pretty solid cast of characters. It did. The main villain, who I say villain, but honestly, I think the proper term would be antagonist. Girl. Uh, because, yes, he was a terrorist for thousands of years, but basically for like the last 20 or so, he's been neutral to then just wanting to get his wife back. Not He's not out looking to kill, but he will kill if it takes to get his wife back. I will say he's one of the more compelling sympathetic yeah sympathetic and compelling uh antagonists and you know marvel's weak spot at times have been villains it, it definitely has you know Black um Blue. iron man 2 incredible hall iron man 3 iron man 3 thor, thor 2, 2. guardians 2 guardians 2 guardians 1 yeah but but anyway this is one of the thor better 1. villains because you see where he's coming from. Villains are always better, I think, when you understand where they're coming from. At least you don't yeah, have to agree with them. Order. Yeah. Uh, and not only Which that, I this... think works why Thanos was a good villain because you could see his motives. Exactly. I mean, they also did Thanos right, right by making Infinity War like he's, he's the motive. protagonist of that film, so it works. Pretty much. Yeah. But yeah, no, like, but Thanos is kind of the exception, like. Thanos is special because he gets his own movie to develop. Most Marvel villains don't, but Correct. considering that time constraint, I think they fleshed out was it Wenru pretty well. The sister was also pretty compelling. She had perfectly good reasons to beat the shit out of his brother, her brother. Yep. Also, this is the first time she's been in any film. She's a pretty good actress. Yeah, I'd, I'd have to agree with that. Yeah. First film, uh, from what I read, it was like, yeah, she did a couple like small short films or skits, but otherwise, like first proper film, this, she did great. The the actor who plays, you know, Sang Chi also did really well. Like I, the only character I had an issue with is the uh, Kingsley. Yeah, Trevor. Trevor, yeah, because only he got a little annoying at times. Obviously, oh, Ben Kingsley is not a bad actor. Actually. No, he's not. You didn't like the uh, the whole Planet of the Apes story he's retelling while they all sit in the car. It just there's just a lot of things wrong with Trevor. Yeah, the furry creature um, with Trevor was better than Trevor. That is true. That is true. I mean, he was supposed to be like the comedic element of the movie. But I feel like as a comedic element, like he it was better work. in small doses. And when he interacted with the animal, like the Planet of the Apes stuff, it's like we know what the joke is as soon as he mentions the apes yep but he keeps going and tells the story it's like we're kind of in an important moment to get to this village can you hurry it the fuck up yep no 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 let's let sir ben kingsley have some fun oh uh, what do you think about the characters because for being an origin movie they had to introduce basically an Everyone. entire new cast i thought the whole cast meshed well really like i really don't have any quarrels with the main cast except for Joker. Hopefully, yeah. you know, let's, let's leave him out of any other future. 
What'd you think it was? How'd you, uh, how'd you like seeing Abomination again? First time in over 10 years? Oh, it was different looking. I'll, I'll give it that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it'd be interesting if we kind of under, like, you know, where the fuck did he come from? That'd be nice. Well, it seemed like he was coming back from a prison based on where Wong was taking him after the fight. But uh, how'd he get in that True. prison? I uh, don't know. Yeah. Questions for later. Morning? Uh, did also, like, hey, I want to, I want to fight this guy. Hey, you, you got in a fight real quick? Come on. Also, here's a bigger question: What the fuck is Wong doing? Like, is this a prisoner release form, like transfer? Is this like, or is he just breaking people out the fight with and then putting them back? Yeah, I, I don't know. Because he seemed pretty, really... pretty friendly with him too. But you know, last time we saw him, he's ripping up Harlem. So this is accurate. <laughs> I, I feel like if Wong ever met Bruce hanging out with, you know, Abominable, I feel like there'd be issues. <laughs> There would be. Maybe he thought it, it was Bruce. He's, I doubt. He's not as green, but maybe. Yeah, who knows? Hey, hey Bruce, your ears got all fucking spiky. The fuck's up with that? I mean, all right, fine. Since we're bringing up Bruce, let's do a quick mention of the post-credit scene. Yep. What the fuck's up with Bruce? He's old. He's old. I thought he couldn't transform back, or at least that's how they kind of seemed like. It. No, I don't think that was ever the case. His arms still fucked up. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, his body still needs time to heal. I don't know if it's ever going to heal. Like, if the Hulk, like super healing, still hasn't fixed it, I doubt. Well, it also doesn't help that we don't know the like the exact timeline of when this took place because you got to remember those are Infinity Stones because mm-hmm. it looks like his arm was still in a sling, but it no longer had those you know burn effects to it. Now that could just be lazy. Correct. Or you know, because it's Infinity Stone damage, it's going to take a lot longer to heal. That is true. They're dealing with cosmic power, and we don't know what the after effects are. And we never got too much time to spend with Thanos after his snap because they chopped off his head. Correct. And he looks pretty damaged. I don't think... But then again, Thanos didn't have, like, you know... But I think Thanos only had a few few days or a week or so on the farm, chilling. Yeah. Yeah, before they went and chopped off his head. Um, I I feel like even with this post-credit scene, like, I'm starting to get annoyed about what they're doing with the Hulk. Yeah. Like it does feel like for one of the main OG characters, like one of the main six, we don't see what happens into how he turns into Professor Hulk, right? In the five-year time skip. Like that should be a pretty interesting story. We don't see that. We just see the after effects. And now we don't see him in the process of healing. We just see him with more gray hair and he's transformed back and that's it. So it's like, we keep just jumping forward in character with this guy, but we're not seeing the progress. Well, don't worry. Maybe we'll get the progress in She-Hulk. I'd hope so, because so far the only character development this character's had is Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, actually. You know what's funny? We're getting a She-Hulk movie before we're getting a Hulk movie. Well, there's a reason we can't get a Hulk movie. It's because of Universal. Oh, yeah. Now, Disney maybe bought back the rights. Again, that's why, like, She-Hulk's TV series and Hulk is a co-star, so it's okay, because he's not the main star. That's what we definitely need. Yeah, the yeah, action was good. I think the story, for the most part, I think if there's a negative, I'm going to give this the movie is it was pretty unique. It was pretty special with the martial arts fighting, the interesting characters, but it's an origins movie. So the third act has to be a massive CGI fight scene. Yeah. And it did kind of lose me with the giant monster. Yeah. But that, that's just kind of. 
the MCU at this point. I know though. it's par for the course for Marvel, but I did like, but that's thing, like the fight between the father and son with the rings bouncing back and forth between them. I thought it was really, really cool. That was an interesting fight. Correct. And then the monster comes out, and then like the father's like, "I'll sacrifice myself for you." And then it's like, I mean, kind of wanted a little more resolution, but all right. Now we're just you fighting know, the CGI monster. Where's Hulk when you need him? Big monster. But yeah, all in all, I think the movie did well. I think the pacing of the movie was actually a strong point of it. I don't feel like... It moved along pretty well. I was never bored. Correct. I don't yeah. think like, you know, some other movies where you're like, all right, why am I still watching this scene? It's like, are we going to progress at all? Or are we just still sitting here? I think the pace was very well done in the movie as well as, you know, the character interactions throughout the piece. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're talking about how good the characters are. I think we should give a shout out to the script. The interactions yeah. between them, they, they, and the good acting puts together, like, genuine, like, conversations. Like, you feel the emotion through them. Like, again, like, the cast is great, but also, like, we should recognize the script is pretty good as well. Like, these feel like genuine conversations. And, you know, as we see trailers for other Marvel movies where maybe the writing isn't that good, um, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, it's okay. Sony technically owns that one, right? Well, yeah, yeah. Well, technically, it's like a Marvel made one, but you know, we'll just, uh, you know, we ain't Scooby Doo, so I don't know. Throw it towards us. Throw it towards Sony, would you? They, they, they share the blame. Yeah, they definitely do. I mean, the other Sony one doesn't look much better either. Uh, but besides, besides the uh, the third act, which wasn't great, it was just kind of boring. Yeah, I feel like it, it kind of hit a wall or a speed it, bump. I wouldn't say it hit a speed bump. It, it, it hit like it's, it's like you're at the uh, it's like it's like the car is driving down the highway, right? Chang Chi is the car driving down the highway. You're you're having a great ride, but then you got to make the hard right to the exit of generic ma- massive CGI fight scene instead of finishing down mm-hmm. the highway to a satisfying ending. It's basically what happens. It's like oh no, it's an origin movie. You got to have the massive fight scene. And look, it looked cool, but I didn't care because we all know the monster's going to die. Monster's not going to lose. Because if, if they kept, if there's no monster and the main fight was the fight between father and son, there's actual risks because who knows? Maybe they want to keep him around. Maybe he's in jail. Maybe he has a change of heart, right? Maybe yeah. he actually wants to help the family. But it doesn't matter. He's dead. I think another issue, and you brought this up too earlier, is we don't know when this movie takes place exactly. And I'm noticing that's becoming an issue with the phase four content with because after endgame i mean basically up until endgame everything happened after the after movie right like it kind of made sense chronologically well you can't even say after endgame because you had far from home that was right after endgame yeah but even that it was like oh it's been a few months post you know endgame but like since then it's like well where does this take place post endgame because that's kind of a big deal And I feel like in each movie, they're not, they're kind of like just brushing it away. Like, yeah, it's whatever. Like, we get it with Black Widow and Loki. They've, they've named those, but like Shang-Chi, Far From Home, Falcon Winter Soldier, WandaVision. Like, if you could clean up the timeline a little, a little bit, like how many months after, how many weeks after Endgame this happened, I think it would, would help viewers understand the situation better. True, and put it into the grand scheme of things, and that's what the MCU likes to do is be all about the grand scheme. Mm-hmm. And like with the movies for the rest of the year next year, like, all right, No Way Home. How long does that play take place after Far From Home? Doctor Strange 2. True. Yeah. It's at the same time as Loki. 
you know, multiverse exactly, madness. Because but I, I think I think the issue is actually with Loki, because I think Loki should have been maybe one of the last things to come out of Phase Four, or in the middle at least, because now with Loki, you know, Kang the Conqueror essentially out and about. You're watching these other movies, like, well, where does where does Ken come into this? Because you know he's going to be moving like the fucking wrecking ball. Well, actually, I'm I'm going to disagree with you. I think, based on the content released so far, Loki should have been the first. Why? Timeline wise, timeline wise, Loki happens at least concurrently with the end of Endgame because it's that variant from Endgame. True. And then you have Loki run its course. So you kick off phase four with, okay, well, how's Marvel going to handle the next five, 10 years? Boom, multiverse, anything can happen. So besides Black Widow, because honestly, Black Widow should have been a phase three movie. So let's take that out. That shouldn't even be here. But as you watch WandaVision, Falcon Winter Soldier, Shang-Chi, you know, Spider-Man, it's like you wonder, where is it going to fracture? Like you can get a little more excitement because now anything could happen in these movies. Now, obviously, we, we, we know we won't see Kang until Ant-Man, but for the general viewers, they could be more excited going to these movies. You can spice up the post-credit scenes, but, you know, Loki being the third show out, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. All in all, I think it's a pretty solid movie, and it kind of gets me looking forward to more work with Shang-Chi in it. I think I'm going to have to say I'm going to recommend this, huh? Uh, yes, I would also recommend it. Uh, it is the easily right now the best Marvel movie of the year. Again, not a yeah, hardcore. No, but pretty I, low bar. Um, I would say I would actually, actually argue that it's one of the better Marvel movies they've ever made. Like, I'm not saying it's the greatest, but it, it's definitely top 10. I would say it's top 15, top 10 for me. You still got Iron Man 2 in your top 10? No, no, come on. When I make those lists, I'm an honest guy, all right? Yeah, okay. Iron Man 2 is easily second place for the two. Come on. Makes sense. Second place and worst Marvel movie ever made. Yeah. Oh, look, I, I think I'm, pretty, I'm, I'm a pretty fair person, right? One, two, three, Iron Man, one, two, three. Boom. But, I mean, I've, yeah. I... So that, that's enough blasphemous talk for my partner over here. What we want to know is, what did you guys think about Shang-Chi? And are you guys excited to watch it? What are your final thoughts on it? Where do you rank it in your top 10 of Marvel movies, if it even made it? As always, feel free to let us know at Entertainment Expansion. Find us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. As always, thank you for listening.